Now, here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett. And Northlanders, as we do every Monday at this uh, start of the second hour, we have a visit today by our friend Kurt, who is the owner of A-plus Computers over in Superior, Wisconsin. Now, this has been going on for a while, for a few months. Now, we've asked Kurt to call because we know that so many of you out there now have computers. A lot of people listen to our show on computers. Uh, They do podcasts on computers and everything else. And when you've got a computer, you get a lot of advantages. You communication with people, lots of great things. But there's also negative things that can happen, right, Kurt? <laughs> lots of uh, uh, lots of little uh, little enemies that little nurchins in there that get in and mix the problem up a little bit. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing well, Brad. Um, yeah, no, there's definitely definitely stay busy with problems. I I was had, had contact already starting at uh, seven thirty this morning with with uh, servers that were down for some business. So um, so yeah, we we stay busy. Um, and then uh, I know this month we are running a free diagnostics again. We brought that back for the month of March here. Uh, oh, for wonderful. Machines wonderful. for people and checking everything out. So, uh, you know, yeah, if, if uh, people have problems or questions, definitely want them to give us a call or uh, prefer to call us rather than uh, call in the 800 number that might pop up on the screen that's a scam. You know, you don't want to ever do anything like that with yeah. uh, calling somebody you don't know. So. You don't ever want to call any any pop-up like that, anybody telling you that you have problems. We always recommend hold off, and they'll tell you also don't turn the computer off. That's that's false, too. Uh, If anything like that comes up, the first thing you really want to do is turn the computer off and then call us or call call your computer store for support uh, if it isn't us. Now, this is a wonderful thing that that, uh, A-plus is doing this month, March, again. Uh, If you've got issues on your computer or you might think you've got some problems this is a great month to take it in they'll do a they'll do a search of your computer they'll do a tech support thing kind of look at it they find problems they can clear it up for you but they can also sell you new and used computers if you've got kids going away to college it's a great way for you to buy a computer to for them to take along if you're in need of anything for your computer, I would suggest A-plus computers at 1910 Tower Avenue in Superior. Very easy to find, 1910 Tower Avenue. Or write this number down because sooner or later you're going to have a computer problem. <laughs> That's Kurt from A-plus computers in uh, Superior on Tower Avenue, 1910 Tower Avenue. They really are very helpful, and they can keep you up running just uh, perfect. Well, listen, Kenny, before we take our first break here, I want to kind of wrap this story up about what what XL is trying to do. Now, first of all, you might wonder, well, how many charging stations do we need in Minnesota? Well, MnDOT does not have... Uh, does not really have an estimate as to how many fast charging ports are needed to meet the 2030 goal. 2030 is when they want to have all this, uh, you know, a big part of people on driving uh, electronic charged cars. XL estimates, XL Energy estimates that they'll have to have 5,100 for its for its service territory and about 8300 for the state of Minnesota XL proposes to own and operate about 1470 new fast charging ports itself 
they would be placed in urban and rural areas, including uh, included in retailers, grocery stores, convenience stores, for instance. Uh, they might have one outside like a pump at a gas station. XL would not pay retailers a hosting fee, but the chargers would boost customer traffic, so says XL. In other words, yeah, you know, people will uh, plug their car in, and while the car is charging, they'll come into your convenience store, maybe buy a few things. See, it's the old, uh, you know, the more uh, more things you've got, the more chargers, and the more uh, people will come in. XL expects that its uh, 730 chargers would be rolled out through 2026, meeting about 45% of Minnesota's charging needs. But even 45% is too much, charging companies say. A competitive market with 45% market share, listen to this again, a competitive market with 45% market share occupied by a regulated utility is not a competitive market at all because it's a controlled market. Jingar Shan, head of energy services at, Elect- at Electrify America, said in a PUC filing, Electricity America, owned by Volkswagen, has 16 fast chargers in Minnesota. And that's a respectable amount for Volkswagen. Those are proprietary. The Minnesota Commerce Department, which represents ratepayers before the PUC, concluded that XL's proposal may hurt the EUV charging market. In other words, it won't be competitive anymore. Nobody will want to build new uh, chargers because they already have them all put in by XL, who are charging them back to their customer base. XL's current proposal may create significant barriers for potential market participants, creating a perpetual need for XL to keep building more public chargers in the future. Uh, They also say, conclude that XL may have significantly overestimated public charging needs and failed to show that its plan is the least costly or most reasonable one to put in place. Excel says its EV charging network would cost about $166 million to build and would require an additional $27 million from the taxpayers every year thereafter to operate and maintain those charging stations. The chargers would be added to Excel's rate base, providing a guaranteed return on investment. So in other words, Excel's got no potential of loss here. They're going to get it all back. The company argues in PUC filings that it would not have undue market power because as a regulated utility, its charger prices must be approved by the PUC. <laughs> Unlike a private firm that can cho- uh, choose to to raise its prices in response to market conditions, XL would have the flexibility to do so only after they have been approved by the PUC. XL is is proposing a two-tiered rate plan with lower charging prices for its own customers and higher for people that would just plug in along the system. For XL customers, prices during peak power demand would be 70% to 81% lower than for non-customers. Off-peak prices, 161% lower. The the lower rate is equivalent to the rate XL customers pay for home charging uh, even today, if you have a home charger put in your home. 
And that's where most people will have their charging, most of their charging done. They'll charge it up overnight while they sleep. XL says the lower rate will help its customers who want an electric vehicle, but who can't install a charger at home, which would be like renters or low-income drivers, for instance. While low-income drivers aren't going to spend the kind of money you have to spend to buy a uh, an electric vehicle. Uh, so there's a lot to be uh, a lot to be figured out here. At the same time, the PUC rejected an XL plan for ratepayers funded rebates to buyers of EVs and electric school buses. It would have cost tens of millions of dollars, and uh, the PUC d- declined that. The PUC has scheduled two online meetings. One for today, for Monday, and one for Wednesday online to hear public comments on XL's new $333 million EV proposal. So you might want to give them a call. Uh, This Mike Hewlett, uh, he can be reached at 612-673-7003. That's 612-673-7003. 7003, or I'm sure if you go online, XL will have a uh, a list there how you can get involved in the PUC meeting. <clears throat> well, with that said, let's go to our first break here, and we'll come back shortly with much more. KDAL time is 1223. Uh, we're overcast right now on the Twin Ports, 34 degrees. And Brad, the uh, winter storm warning has been lifted. We are now under a winter weather advisory in the Twin Ports until 6 p.m. this evening. And that goes also for uh, parts of northwest Wisconsin. So the winter storm warning has been lifted and a winter weather advisory is now in place. And I got to tell you, looking at some snow totals, there were some pretty impressive snow totals that fell not only around the Twin Ports in this area, but also in the Twin Cities. However, The snow that fell in the Twin Cities, the totals that are coming out of the Twin Cities occurred late last night, early this morning. But uh, my goodness, looking at some totals, I've got uh, seven plus inches in uh, parts of the metro area. And uh, where did we go here? Here it is. Um, Twin Cities, yeah. uh, Seven and a half in Oakdale, seven in Victoria, Chanhassen at the National Weather Service, 6.6. Uh, Minneapolis, just outside of downtown, 6.2 inches. Again, a lot of that occurred uh, right around midnight last night, uh, but a lot of snow has fallen, and uh, the conditions for winter weather here in the Twin Ports continues. And, Brad, we're going to get a little break here in the weather, and then we're going to get back into some more snow Wednesday night into Thursday. Yeah. So we're going to go well beyond 100 inches. And, again, we are on pace. We are on pace for 122 inches of snowfall this year stay tuned now is that the all-time record for snowfall oh no 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 no. the all-time record is 135.4 inches that was set in the winter of 1995-96 i remember it well i was a snowmobiler well we're pretty close i mean maybe we should go for it what do you think no, I've had enough snow. I really have. You know, the snowmobile... Even you have had enough. Yes. The snowmobile heart that's still in me says, I've had enough. Oh, I don't even have a good. snowmobile. And, uh, but I still have, I still have that snowmobile heart. Uh, my oh, goodness. Yeah. Um, hey, Brad, a couple well, of know, things. You know, I, I'm looking at yeah. the national days today. Did you know today's national Oreo cookie day? Yes. Why did I know that? Oh, only because a friend of mine, Linda 
uh, I won't mention her last name, but Linda was uh, posted on Facebook. She was making Oreo dipped Oreo chocolate cookies uh, with her grand with her grandchild or grandson. Now it's also National (laughs) White Chocolate Cheesecake Day. White chocolate cheesecake? Yes. So you've got that in Oreo Cookie Day. Is it any surprise that it's also National Dentist Day? Yeah, that would work. <laughs> that, that would work hand in hand. Yes. Oh, oh my God. I got to tell you, Kenny. I went down. Uh, I went down to Tampa on on Saturday. Believe it or not, we were talking with uh, Kurt there earlier about uh, VA. Well, I had a VA appointment on Saturday. My doctor here in Brookridge wanted to do an MRI of my shoulder where I was wounded during the Vietnam War. I mean, we're talking 55, 56 years ago. She said, oh, Brad, you, you don't have a lot of range in that shoulder. I think you should have more range. I said, Doc, that's that's a whole nother life ago. I'm I'm fine. She said, well, I, I think you should have it, uh, you know, have but it. What do they out. think you are, 20 years old? Exactly. And I said, look, I've had both knees replaced, a hip replaced. I'm not looking to have any more major surgery. Well, it might not be major. Maybe it's just, a, you know, we could do something. She called me this morning because they did the MRI Saturday morning. She said, Brad, your your shoulder is re- really not good. I said, I know that. I, you know, I, yeah, I've but you're not playing it. basketball or trying to. No, you know, I'm not going to enter the Olympics or do anything <laughs> like that. I don't even play golf anymore, for Christ's sake. Uh, so anyway, she's she said, but but maybe they could just give you some shots in the shoulder that would help relieve the. the so I don't know. We're going to see what happens. But anyway, I, I went down to uh, Tampa, and it was a nice. Uh, it was a nice trip. It was, uh, you know, the VA hospital on Saturday was quiet. It was. It was like hmm. uh, me and just a couple of other people. It was really nice. But I, the reason I I want to say this to you, we were talking about EVs earlier, the electric vehicles. We, you and I have talked in the past, haven't we, Kenny, about the fact that. Uh, Electronic vehicles don't do real good in cold weather areas, right? Correct. That is a true statement. We're not lying to you. Kenny and I were not giving you a a bullshit story. Oh, oh, I just said the bad word. Anyway, Star Tribune yesterday, when they were talking about EVs, here's what they said about EVs. Automobiles with lithium-ion batteries lose up to 36% of their range in cold weather. Statement. Alaska's rugged and rigid interior, where it can get as low as, as, as cold as minus 50 degrees, is not the place you'd expect to find an electric school bus. And then they go into this whole story about they have the first school bus that has been uh, put into play in a long, long time. It's oh, it it works okay on daily routes, but low temperatures rob electric vehicle batteries of traveling range. So no fifty can't go on uh, fifty below can't go on long field trips or to Anchorage or to Fairbanks or any of that. It said these they they, they can be short tripped, uh, like transit like for example the Chicago Author- Transit Authority has a couple of short-range trip buses, and they work quite well. Uh, The driver said he fears low battery range and cold could limit access to to certain areas, and 
they mentioned that the uh, the bus they have with the Chicago Transit Authority that they use the EV bus was manufactured in Turkey. And uh, somehow they have a certain arrangement for batteries or whatever. But even there, they said, when when you cold, cold weather, the cold weather saps about 36% of the range of these cars. So, you know, we're going to have to produce so much more electricity than we have ever even thought to be anywhere near efficient enough for everybody to drive an EV vehicle. And I don't know, are they still having some troubles? I, I mean, I read every once in a while about one burning up, the batteries catch on fire. Brad, it's a we scam. A, it's a total yeah. scam. And you heard right. it here first. And most <laughs> people right. that think that everything can convert from uh, gas-powered automobiles and trucks and ambulances and police cars, anybody that believes that that's going to occur uh, across the board are fools. Yeah. Well, and and not only are they fools, but they're expensive fools. Because as they pointed out in this story, that in the coldest weather, zero down to minus 10, for example, the electric bus costs about $1.15 per mile, where a diesel bus costs 40 cents. And why are we doing this? To save an endangered <laughs> snake? To save the glaciers? I, I don't know. I, I guess. I don't know about the snake. I think there might be a snake or a bird in there they're trying to save. Oh, Mark, uh, down in Moose Lake, do you drive an EV vehicle? Or uh, what, are you, what are you pulling? What are you driving down there? Are you kidding me? I don't care. I'd walk before I own one of them. You could give me one. I wouldn't use it. Um, <laughs> um, even down in Alabama. I just got back from Alabama. I haven't been there and of course just across the gulf from where you are i think brad uh 75 down there on the ocean for a couple weeks i mean it was it was nice then i come back to this and i'm actually getting ready to plow again Uh, i wasn't looking forward to shoveling and plowing but i knew it was coming (laughs) now you're gonna have to do it again yep yep (laughs) but you got to remember too is is gas-powered vehicles they're so efficient as far as heaters as far as air conditioning and all that you got to remember when it's cold it draws on that battery to run the heaters in them cars, too. And it's it's uh, one of those things that, that people don't realize. And then the cost. Everybody thinks you can plug in. It's for free. It's not. It's expensive. And then, no. of course, if the battery dies, one of the five that's in the car that keeps it so weighted down, you're not getting out being stuck in the wintertime here in Minnesota in an EV. If you go deep, you're not getting out. Then batteries are too heavy and 5000 apiece. So I don't care what they cost, thirty-five to $70,000 and 5000 per battery. Um, which they're finding only lasts about three to five years at the most. And you can, and, yep. and I figured it out when I was working in Bozeman, when I was coaching out in Bozeman, Montana, it would take me three days to get there as opposed to 16 hours. So wow. <laughs> you do the math because you got to stop and you got to charge that thing for three hours. Then if it's cold, it's going to take you four days. And I'm not kidding. Well, and Mark, cold. Mark, this story, this story did say that in cold areas, especially because you got to have some heat on, otherwise you're going to freeze to death. Uh, it drags a lot off the battery. In fact, they they suggest uh, if you have one of these kind of batteries, make sure or one of these kind of cars, make sure you get it with a heat pump. Evidently, it pumps heat off the engine and makes it a little bit not quite so bad as trying to uh, do it with a heater system. But it's just, we have not gotten anywhere near enough technology 
yet to know where we're going with this. Look, Mark, I got to cut you short. We got a uh, we got to go uh, to our CBS News break, and then we'll be back shortly. KDAL time twelve thirty eight thirty five at the National Weather Service in Duluth. Also, thirty five degrees at the Army Corps of Engineers, and I have no snow falling in downtown Duluth. And they have lifted the winter weather. I'm sorry, the winter storm warning, and they've now got in its place a winter weather advisory here in the Twin Ports until six o'clock. And Brad, in the studio, we have a very important person. Uh, we have a VIP, actually. I, I have a feeling I know who this is. I have I, a feeling you sure. do, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, good afternoon, Commandant. How are you? Good, good afternoon, Justin. How are you? I haven't seen Kenny's pretty face in such a long time. I had to come down to the studio. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Pretty face. Did he get a facelift? Hey, oh, hey, hey, watch it. <laughs> Well, actually, Commandant, so uh, in a little bit here, I'm going to be going into uh, one of the studios to pre-record a brand new Bryant Forster heating and cooling commercial. And a good friend of mine, Walter Carlson, who is our representative from Our Steel down in Plymouth, Minnesota. That's where we get all of our Bryant oh, products. Yeah. They're going to be picking up the tab for that ad. So he wants to come down to the studio and see how all of this live radio magic works. Fantastic. Well, that's great. So you're still going to be able to talk to us on a regular basis, aren't oh, you? I mean, you're not going to get so big you're going to have just those canned ads. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. We'll never give up the lives. Okay. Uh, well, so uh, on a day like today when it's at least not snowing, I'll bet you over the weekend you had some uh, emergency-type calls, though, huh? Well, I mean, absolutely just we happens. did. In yeah. fact, I'm on my way to uh, do something in Cloquet with uh, some of my boys and uh, one of our trucks was uh, dispatched uh, from the office, and so they were right behind me as we're going through Scanlon into Cloquet. And so that 24-7 service that we talk about all the time, that works on late Friday nights, it works on Saturday afternoons and early Sunday mornings, it's real 24-7 service. It, it really is, and it's, it, it's just, you know what it does? You, first of all, you've got a great system from AirServe. You you got, you know, you got a wonderful system in your home, but now you can sleep and rest assured that if something unforeseen happens, you got them right at the dial of a phone and they're going to come out no matter what the conditions. It might be a raging blizzard uh, or anything else. They're going to be there to help you out. Absolutely. And so last week, somebody failed to inform me that it was National Boiler Week because that is the type of call that I went on all last week. And so one of the things that we're going to look for when we go into a customer's home is if I see a floor-mounted, atmospheric, vented, cast-iron boiler, and I see that tanked water heater next to it, I'm going to get both of those appliances up off the floor, and we're going to combine them down into a high-efficiency, wall-mounted combi boiler, and that's going to do all the heat that people need for their homes, and it's going to do all of their domestic hot water at the same time. We're going to be using utilities more efficiently. We're going to have a quieter system as far as its operational noise. And we're going to be using a lot less money on gas and other such things. And you're going to have more hot water, Brad, than you can shake a stick at. You know, that's amazing. I've seen these systems. I don't happen to have one quite that efficient myself, but I've seen people that have had it, and they just rave about instant hot water right now. 
Yeah, so it's a little bit different than instantaneous hot water. So what we're doing is we have a startup phase that's involved with that appliance. We have to heat up a heat exchanger. So the water rolling across that heat exchanger can have the heat transferred to it. So you have a little bit of a startup phase. I'll tell you how my combi boiler works in my own home. Uh, It has an eco feature on it. And so when I'm heating my home, I'm not starting that heat exchanger from scratch when I need hot water. It's already keeping that heat exchanger a little bit warm. And so during the wintertime, people will notice a little bit of a better performance sometimes on the domestic hot water side than they do during the summertime. But I play an old trick on my boiler. I love to make breakfast for the kids in the morning. I clean up the kitchen put the dishes in the dishwasher, and I start up my dishwasher, which wants to demand some ah, hot water. There and so I've go. already started up the boiler, and so then I go in to take a shower about five or six minutes after that, and I really don't have much of a startup phase or any kind of runtime to wait for. It's wonderful. Well, I'll tell you what, folks. It, uh, it is a proud privilege for us to have uh, Jason, uh, Justin, and uh, and uh, AirServe as uh, sponsors of this show. And, uh, Justin, people should be assured that if they need service, if they no, no matter what the weather conditions, they're going to get it from your company. So uh, go and do your magic. Uh, now, you don't need me to sing background to this commercial or anything, do you? Well, I mean, yeah. I could uh, I could probably get you to do that. I don't know if our steel is going to pay for the commercial anymore after we do that. Though. That's the problem. <laughs> No, he'd probably charge me for it. <laughs> well, well, listen, thank you so much for your time today, and uh, go do your magic. Absolutely. Thanks, Commandant. We'll see you on Wednesday. Uh, you got it. Thanks. Well, that was kind of fun, Kenny, having him come in the studio. He doesn't do that that very You very know, Brad, often. you forgot to ask him how to get a hold of here, <laughs> sir. All right. Commandant, oh, my God, yes. Commandant, yes. I put my ears back on, and as your listeners know, the best coworkers in the world can be reached with an easy telephone number, 218 218- 879-SERV-S-E-R-V, or they can check us out on the web 24-7, airserve.com, A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V.com. See, see what you did? You got me so excited having you in the studio, I forgot to ask you how to get a hold of you. Well, <laughs> that's, that's great. Right, that's great. All right. Thank you. See you Wednesday. There you go. That's better now. That's great. Yeah. That is outstanding. Yeah. Uh, well, and it's nice, too, to, to see a company like Bryant step up and say, you know, you guys have been doing such a great job with these spots. Uh, we're willing to step in and uh, pay for some of this. So to go back to this, uh, the, uh, Kenny was right. Uh, oh, by the way, we've got Tom from Port Wing on the line, and he's been hanging on during our little play here with uh, with our friends from JSERV. So uh, you know what, Tom, how's things over in Port Wing today? Oh, they're pretty good. Uh, I think good. we've long ago exceeded our uh, 100 inches. Um, wow. So, yeah, I, I would estimate I'll have to talk to somebody more in the know, but we're probably up to about 115 already. So, okay. that's the snow. The reason I called, though, is, uh, you know, I wanted to point out the Achilles heel of, of this whole idea of electric and going off electric, you know, uh, it's it's back to that old adage about, you know, putting all your eggs in one basket. And putting yeah. all your eggs in one basket when it comes to electricity is not necessarily a good idea. And here's here's some of the things. For instance, solar panels. Uh, there's a farm uh, not too far from Rice Lake that I talked to Congressman Tiffany about, and he said the Republicans are uh, working on some legislation to prevent Anything like that from happening again. It was a working farm, went to solar panels. Now, just to give you an idea of solar panels, what you would need, 
you would need okay. in Wisconsin. There's about 14 million acres of farmland. Okay, you would have to take all 9.5 million of that 14, just cover them with solar panels, in order oh, to geez. generate enough electricity. And here's the the opposition is growing, uh, Brad, on this stuff. There's uh, two. Uh, 80 acre farms uh, outside of La Crosse that were converted to solar panels, and the neighbors are livid. You know, these are not environmentalists, so to speak. Although the environmentalists will soon be on board with that because, you know, it, it would take so many solar panels to generate enough electricity, you know, to add to this idea of no, everything's got to be carbon free electricity. That's still oh, a yeah. deal. You know, if we if we were talking about generating it with more coal plants and more, uh, you know, uh, natural gas and all those things, it, this would be a lot more doable, but there would still be problems because the next problem you run into is transmission lines. We would need to upgrade sure. it by 60% more transmission lines. You know that's going to be a problem, getting easements across all this different land. And I guess the third point I would make is, you know, this would all work a lot better if we all lived out in a desert where there's solar energy is available. But we don't live, most of our population is in areas where it's not desert. So you need to transmission line all this power. And the farther you go with the transmission line with electricity, the more juice you lose. Every mile you lose electricity. That's right. Those are just... Just a couple of those things that I thought I would throw out there on the transmission of electricity and getting people in cars and homes and business and all carbon-free, like Minnesota is contending they're going to be, carbon-free electric. Uh, well, it, Tom, I'll tell you what. I think the only the only good thing to come out of all of this is there has been a lot of new technology. We're starting to see more and more technology, but we got a long way to go. Scientists are racing to try to perfect new battery chemistries that don't lose as much energy in cold weather, but it's not there yet. So you know, but we're we're it's, it's almost like we're trying to put the cart in front of the horse. We're trying to do the whole thing before we even have uh, come up with the technology to do it. And I'll tell you what, Chris Dahlberg wouldn't do that. He wouldn't write you a will ahead of time before he knew what you had as far as an estate or or things that you needed in the will, would you, Chris? I sure wouldn't. I uh, know. And call into the Dahlberg Law Office, uh, 218-722-5809. Dahlberg Law Office, 218 Five eight zero nine and Brad, man, I had a fantastic weekend. Did you really? It was crazy. I, I, you know what I did Sunday? I went to Costco. I've, God bless America! Holy cow! <laughs> have, have you ever been into one of those Costco's? Yeah, yes, we have one down here in Newport Richie. It's like it's like this gigantic, gigantic warehouse, and it's got every literally everything in it. It was crazy, and then Michelle and I finished up the day with uh, the the dollar fifty hot dog and a drink. Oh yeah, there you go. Now I do a little bit of stock investing. I just have a small portfolio, but you know I've got Costco, and I'm going to go out and buy some more. I, I mean, I was excited with that. That thing's huge. <laughs> it's 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 enormous, and it's really well put together. Good management team at Costco really does a nice job. And then you know what else? I just I, I'm just living large. I mean, Costco on Sunday, and then you know what I did Saturday? I went up mm. to the uh, what is that called the the place up on Calvary Road? Um, but it's out there. They got a nice restaurant out there, 
and uh, oh. they, they had the Potbelly Stallions were playing, and they went from like five to ten o'clock. There must have been two hundred people into that place. Wow, Potbellied Stallions! That sounds like a bunch of old guys that got a little uh, a little paunch on them that still can uh, do some uh, picking and grinning, huh? Exactly, but it was a lot of fun. We did a lot of dancing, a lot of people there, so it was a good time. So you know, living large in in Duluth, but uh, for the people out there, if you if you got some time to slow down, come into Dahlberg Law Office, and we'll take care of your getting your will done. We'll make it easy and painless, and you get to look out the window at the beautiful lake. So it's two and eight. There you go. Five eight nine. You take care. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Chris Dahlberg. Appreciate that very much. we got to take our Minnesota news break. We'll be back. KDAL time is 12.56, 34 at the Sky Harbor Airport, 34. But with a northeast wind at 16, a little bite in the air, 24 on the wind chill. My uh, lovely wife was just showing me a picture that she just got of our granddaughter who was graduating in her prom dress. Ooh, it sure looked a lot different than when you and I went to the prom back in the day, Kenny. Oh, back in the day. Back in the day, he says. Yes, sir. Back in the day. Yeah. Yes. So you can hear me now. Oh, yes. Good, yeah, now, good. now I can. You must have been uh, n- not available or something, I think, because I heard the caller's fine, so we're, we're good. I just want to wrap up. We only got a minute or two here. I want to wrap this whole session up about the EV vehicles. Look. It, it, we are not ready yet in northern Minnesota and in cold areas. The Transit Authority of Chicago said, look, they got this one bus. It works okay for short runs. The battery can travel about maybe 50 miles without having a recharge. So they use it in the morning. Then they haul it into a place, recharge it again all afternoon, and use it on short trips late at night. But you can never use it for long trips. And they said the cold weather cost is between $1.50 a mile versus $0.40 cents for diesel. The cost of the electric bus drops to about $0.90 cents a mile when it's uh, uh, when it's warm on out. He says the cost is like unworkable and he wouldn't buy another another one for the fleet. So so there you go. If the if Chicago Transit Authority says we ain't getting another one, they're just too expensive, then it's not time for us yet. And, and but as I said, companies are working on longer term batteries, they're working on new recharging uh typically about 20% de de well, Let me ask you Brad. Yeah. I've been thinking about this. Is holiday gas stations are they doomed? Are quick trips doomed? I mean, why go there if you're not going to be buying gas? Or are we going to go there and sit and wait for a half an hour for our cars to charge? For our cars to charge. You're going to have a parking lot full of cars charging. I I, I mean, <laughs> this is this is really weird. You know, that, ring, that, that really does ra- raise a good question, doesn't it, Kenny? What, what are they going to do uh, with, uh, with these uh, wonderful service stations? Quick Trip has put in all kinds of service all over the Northland. Duluth, Superior, Cloquet, everywhere. Are they all going to be gone by the wayside? I don't think so. We're probably still going to have gas. We're still going to have, but they'll have to bring in some charging stations, maybe up along the edge of their workstation or something. It's going to be crazy. We got an hour to go, folks, though, so don't go away.